Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another installment of Tales from the Forlorn Dopes. I am your host, Cyber Smiley. Greetings, programs. I'm your co-host, Wisdom. Yes. Um, man. <laughs> what have we been, three weeks out since our last episode? Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. So we're still working uh, on trying to get I, some interviews, but I think some of them haven't fully panned out yet. Uh, but we are trying. Yeah, the people we're trying to get are all busy. Even uh, they're either dealing with uh, publishing stuff on the on the side of Artalsorian or uh, publicity stuff on the side of. Uh, 2077 or important projects on the side of former Artalsorian people that we're trying to get. Everybody's busy. It's, it's yes. a busy stuff. Um, but those interviews, I'm, I'm still working on them. We'll, we'll, we will get them when we get them. Yep. Um, and for now, uh, I think we're going to, we'll probably get back into the 2020 book reviews. I think right now we're about to head into the scenarios i think or, or those type of supplements yeah. but that i think we'll plan out for maybe next episode but tonight we're actually going to get and do a deeper dive into uh danger gal which is yeah we we spoke a little bit about it uh a little bit about it last episode but yeah this episode we're going to go ahead and give a full review for it as i finally uh, have read it from cover to cover it's there's some good stuff in there there is uh and really i mean the basic premises can they can work for your 2020 game your your red game like it's it's a red source book but i mean it's just different organizations and you can transplant those into anything So it's overall one of the more useful source books that have, that have come out in the wake of Red. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so what's been happening in Cyberpunk? So Cyberpunk-wise, uh, 
Danger Gal got a supplement. I don't know if we talked about that. I think we did. Um, uh, yeah, I think we mentioned it briefly, but none of us had had a chance to really look it over at the time. Yeah. Because it was like it came out the same day. Uh, 2077 news. They, they've released, you know, some of the big changes coming up, and uh, yeah. they sound pretty groovy. Quite a bit of changes. So just to read their official list. So for if you don't get Phantom Liberty and you just stay with um, the regular system, there's still a major overhaul uh, to it with 2.0. Uh, so they're not going with version point one point eight. They're apparently going straight to two o. Uh, so the free updates are the redesign of the skill tree and perks. So that looks like it's pretty interesting uh, way of doing it. It'll be what the third or fourth time they've done that. Yeah. No. Well, the, they revamped it, but I think they're re. Re-engineering. Yeah, this is this is a true major overhaul of it, so it's a little bit different, but you'll still have to go back and redo everything, like reassign whatever. However, it's going to work. You're going to have to reassign your stuff, which which is okay. Yep. Um, they're revamping cyberware uh, and basically putting in a limitation on how much cyberware you can have, which sounds interesting. Uh, from my understanding, it's going to affect your health and other stats uh, if you cyber up too much, which is nice that they're finally implementing that. Yeah, apparently we we can start to go cyber psycho now, which that's that'll add an interesting mechanic to the game. Yeah, I, I don't think you're necessarily going to go cyber psycho. Like you're not going to be able, or you're not going to lose control of V, but it's going to cause some some delusions, I hope. They said it's going to be similar to how Edge Runners depicted it. Um, but even still, with, with Edge Runners, you had you know, um, the characters killing each other because they're in delusional. Yeah, losing world. control. I mean, I don't know how it's going to work. I, I like with cyber psychosis as it has traditionally been implemented in the game. I would expect like uh, either a blackout or like it it turns into a like a cutscene where you're just kind of watching, like having an out of body experience while your body goes crazy and just ape shit. Yep. Uh, or a, or like I said, you you black out and come to and you're just surrounded by bodies. Um, I don't know if any of that's going to happen. I just know that that's how I probably do it. Right. And the other thing with cyberware comes armor. So from my understanding, clothes are not really going to be necessarily contain armor. I'm sure the mods that you can implement into clothing will still have like armor point values that you can add. But overall it, sounds like uh, clothes themselves will not necessarily have armor. Which, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn on that. On the one hand, like some clothes shouldn't have armor. Like your silk shirt, whatever. 
that shouldn't really be armored. But once you start moving into like the heavy leathers or the armor jacks or any of that, those, those should have armor values. Yep. Um, I just wish they'd move away completely from the whole level-based gear system. Or make it like a tunable, like in a... Oh, uh, Ghost Recon, where you can turn off the level-based gear and everything just has flat numbers. Yep. Uh, I, I hate I hate the whole concept of level-based gear. I've, I've talked about it many times. But, uh, I, I yeah, I don't know about turning armor into a cybernetics-only option. Like, that doesn't... That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, next change goes with vehicle combat and car chases. This is a big one. <clears throat> yeah, so apparently you're going to be able to shoot guns from your vehicle while driving. Um, there's Finally. actually going to have weapons in vehicles, which I think is for the if, if you get the paid expansion, not in regular... Uh, I guess we're, we're calling it vanilla. <laughs> uh, but you'll, you will be able to fire weapons from cars. You'll also be able to use melee weapons from your uh, motorcycles. which Oh, that's neat. I hadn't heard that one yet. I kind of like. Because <clears throat> ever, ever, seeing, ever since seeing Black Rain back in the uh, I was, late 80s and 90s. I was just going to say the same thing. Kind of Katana's a, on motorcycles. Yeah, which was fun. Um, the combat... Katana's? Go ahead. Oh, no, we'll get to that when we get to that. Go ahead. Combat AI improvements. So I guess the mods are going to be a little smarter or a little more random in their actions. <laughs> Not quite sure exactly what that's going to be entailing. Um, and the new police system... So, yeah, I'm excited about the new police system. They'll, they'll like chase. They'll like have vehicle chases with you, which is something that's been sorely needed. Yeah. So this other article that I'm reading. So there's a guy on the uh, CDPR forums who's kind of listing <clears throat> the specific improvements that are, have been either said in a post or during an interview. So he has like a separate list of all the changes that are supposed to be happening. And he kind of breaks that one sentence down on what the new police system is. So it's basically a rebuild. Um, you're going to have vehicle uh, chasing, hacking or damage to your vehicles, barricades uh, are also supposed to be set up. So if you try to escape, they'll actually try to form a barricade and then MaxTac will arrive in, with AVs if you... Uh, if you go too high. And I guess there's going to be a fifth star when you're fighting um, NCPD. And nice. supposedly, and again, this is just through this guy's, from what he's heard and various sources from CDPR, you'll be able to intercept NCPD radio to find out what their plan of attack is against you. Oh, that's so, a nice little addition. Yeah, that sounds interesting. But again, his list is kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. I think. Um, yeah, if he's not if he's not a recognized uh, employee, I mean, it's it's all uh, it's probably a little bit better than rumor. 
Um, the guy's got a pretty good track record, but uh, it's nothing I would guarantee. Right. Um, next is a bunch of UI and UX improvements. They don't necessarily list exactly what they are, but from what the other poster is saying is that there's more um, tra transmog management, uh, the, the way, well, cyberware and the perks are going to have a full redesign. Uh, the HUD, HUD display is supposed to be improved. Uh, phone interface is supposed to be improved as well with the ability to see recent contacts, messages, and contacts. Not sure what that means, all sorted alphabetically. Uh, new improvements to inventory management and information. Uh, da, da, da. What other UI? I know there was another one that he mentioned that was kind of cool. Huge expansion. Still no flashlights. Maybe with pedestrians, maybe. Greatly updated. Yeah, that's about it for the UI. Uh, vehicle combat. Uh, they also mentioned that you're going to be able to jump out of your vehicle and attack immediately, which sounds Ooh. interesting. Uh, vehicles will be able to be purchased from a website now, so you don't have to go out and hunt for them. You can actually purchase them directly, I assume, similar to how you get your uh, apartments. I mean, on the one hand, that sounds cool, but I kind of liked the idea of going and like looking at the car and deciding if you want to buy it. Yeah, and what else? Yeah, enemies will start chasing you in their own cars. <laughs> So that sounds like it's going to be fun. Uh, another UI improvement is the minimap is going to be more dynamic. So you'll be able to do a little better zooming in, zooming out with it. That would be nice because yeah. uh, trying to drive according to the minimap has always been a headache. Yeah. So loot, items, and crafting have changed don't know what that kind of impact is going to be because crafting is at least in the current game it's kind of the main way you make money um, or at least that's what I've found because they remove that infinite loop or infinite gear See, I, I still don't understand why they did that like why would you why would you remove that from a game with no online component well, I think uh, why would you remove that from the game if if they say crafting is supposed to be your main uh avenue of of gaining uh an income, right? Or generating money. Yeah. However, you have to be able to generate uh legendary crafting items to even start making money. So you, you're, you're, I mean, you're well, beginning crafting like is I not going to even difference... generate any money. Yeah, what is the difference? It's 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 like cheats. Um, if you want to cheat the game, 
and and rob yourself of whatever experience they the the game designers want you to have as long as it's not online as long as you're not impacting other players i don't see why they care uh i guess that's never made any sense to me yeah um I personally, I, I hate having to grind for cash. I bloody hate it. Uh, especially when all that cash allows me to do is look the way I want and, and have the weapons that I want. Yep. Like, let me have those things in my own single-player, non-online game. I don't, I don't, I've never understood the, the philosophy behind, behind that decision. Right. And then the final free update thing is new radio stations. So there's three new radio stations that are coming out. One is completely new with complete new music. Um, I believe it's called Growl FM, which is the radio host is uh, Sasha Gray. And all the music uh, I know they... people. Yeah, all the music was uh, from that contest they did where people submitted their own stuff yep uh, i'm very interested to hear what that's going to sound like yes <laughs> or, or what do people think of cyberpunk music to be um i think there's various tastes and attitude towards that i mean i'm i'm more of an industrial type of hard hard industrial uh heavy metal when I view cyberpunk music versus... I mean, when it comes to in-universe music, I would think it'd be every bit as diverse as music is today. Yeah. Like, I want I want industrial. I want hip-hop. I want jazz. I want rock. I want heavy metal. I mean... Uh, hell, there would even be country. Uh, Nomad's got to listen to something. Yeah. Um, now, what each of those genres would sound like, that would be interesting. But the idea that there's just like this all-encompassing, like cyberpunk is all this sound, uh, that's always been a really weird take for me. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you've generated various playlists. Oh, yeah. And... That are ridiculously diverse and eclectic. Yep. I mean, and an FYI. On, uh, on the sound... Good. Uh, some fanboy, for for those who are listening, some fanboy actually went out and created those playlists. I think on YouTube. Yeah, he uh, he created like there's, he created all of my uh, the soundtrack albums that I created. Uh, he he made a playlist, uh, getting as close as he could to all those songs. It's, it's really cool. Uh, whoever you are, dude, you're awesome. Um, I could tell you who he is, but I'll have to look on YouTube really quick. Uh, I wasn't expecting to. Peli Rami? Uh, sounds, that sounds about right. My YouTube All you have to do is put in Data Fortress 2020. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. It's weird. So, <clears throat> those who want to listen to uh wisdom's playlist you head out there right so getting... my playlist is compiled by someone else which 
just about one of the coolest things I've, I've found on YouTube. Uh, one of the coolest things fandom have done. Uh, yeah, Pelly Ramy. Yeah. Or Ramy. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. Thank you, Pelly. So for so that ends what you get for free. The paid expansion is you get a new district, Dogtown, uh, brand new storyline and characters, new quests, gigs, boss fights, and more. Vehicle missions, not sure exactly what that means, and airdrops, uh, endless dynamic events. That sounds interesting, although it doesn't really say exactly what it is. Uh, a whole new relic skill tree. So apparently, I, I think this is kind of like, um, what is it? The the little shrines in Witcher, in which you power it up. Uh, your your various uh, runes. It's supposed to be kind of like that, in which you go to various data terms within Dogtown to kind of get more points towards the skill tree. Is my understanding of it. A uh, hundred plus new items, so weapons, cyberware, cars, and fashion. Vehicle missile launchers, which sounds fabulous. And then, <laughs> Indeed. And then the level cap is now increased to 60. I heard it was supposed to go to 70, but apparently they corrected that. Well, I'm just glad that there's a new <laughs> level cap because... Uh... Man, it sucks having to like bottom out certain areas just to get to the areas you want. Yep. Um, at ten points isn't much, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. So here's the list that uh, who's this poster? Razcott or Roscott? Roscott, I believe his name is. He did a, a post in the. Uh, forums in the general forums of CDPR for Cyberpunk 2077. He lists out skill tree rebuild from scratch with new abilities. Uh, level cap is now 60. And he doesn't approve, or, or they, I should say, because I'm not sure if it's who they are. Um, they don't break down what's paid or and what's not. So this is just all the various improvements that are supposed to be happening. Uh, improved inventory management and information. So I think they're closer to what was originally designed for Cyberpunk 2077 with how you can view the item and and kind of take a look at its specs. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, improved HUD, some kind of dynamic HUD. As an example, when you start talking to Myers, the entire HUD disappears. Not sure what that's about. Uh, new phone interface, so apparently, like I said, it's dividing uh, all the information into, or putting it into categories, recent contacts, messages, and contacts. Uh, clothes will only be aesthetic. Armor is indeed linked to cyberware, but actual armor, breastplates, plate carriers, etc. will still have armor stats. Don't know what that means. Oh, well, that's good. Yes, new clothes. That means the things that are specifically armor will have armor. Stuff. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's I, I'm I'm on board with that. Um, transmog management. You will actually be able to do transmog in clothing stores and not just in your apartment. Uh, abilities will be linked to cyberware. I don't know what that fully means. Um, 
I assume similar to what there is now where you have to have a certain level of stat to be able to use it or if there's actual perk that you need to have to use some of the cyberware. Not 100% sure. Uh, new, new ways of killing people hand-to-hand -hand and more aggressive. Ooh. Sounds interesting. Maybe we'll get some kicks. Yeah. Uh, a cooldown will be added to healing items and grenades so you can no longer spam them. Which kind of is annoying. About that. I don't know I about like that either. Grenades. I like spamming grenades too because then you have to go with you know the automatic guns or your LMG. Yeah. Uh, there are Netrunner changes. Uh, now you can make combo combos with quick hacks. You don't have to wait around uh, because you can actually queue up what your what quick hacks you want to do to a particular person. So you can actually arrange to hit them with like you know uh, a reboot of the optics, sonic, uh, sonic shock to make sure that they don't tell anybody, and then a suicide. So you can actually queue nice. up the quick hacks. Uh, you can hack and destroy enemy vehicles. There was spotted something like Netrunner Booster that made uh, RAM unlimited for a short while. Um, so there's some type of booster to, to give you unlimited RAM, which I'm sure is probably a, a quick cooldown. So you might have five seconds to upload a bunch of stuff. Uh, also, it says that you can hack w through your mono wire. I think that's probably a talent that you need to acquire to do so. And I don't know what advantage that will give you. Um, more net running changes. Hacks are divided into two categories. Ones that expose your position, which are basically combat hacks, and there's ones that won't. When you do get detective detected you have a progress bar to show that you're being detected and that they're triangulating where you might be um so you probably want to cue your your hacks in an appropriate manner um enemy netrunners will will have been buffed okay now instead of trying to constantly overheat you they're actually going to use other quick hacks against you like disable weapons Ooh. and cyberware on you uh as well as some other ones uh that the, could get real dangerous <laughs> real fast yeah the relic ability so um i think that was already mentioned that you, it's going to be part of the dog town that you have to find these old militech terminals to to basically get points towards the the relic tree some of them look like yeah. they're just overpowered abilities um yeah it, it says ultra powers and i don't yeah. i don't know how i feel about that kind of stuff they uh a lot of the a lot of the cyberware already seems to go in the uh beyond belief category yeah so i hope it's i hope they keep that kind of thing to a minimum i, I prefer my cyberpunk to be grounded yeah, uh, it's going to be possible to increase the number of installable cyberware with perks. So I guess you're going to be able to get more slots nice. in various areas. Uh, some of the NPCs react to your characters. These NPCs NPCs seem to be marked with green circles on the minimap. So I guess you're going to have ability to go in and interact with uh, some of these NPCs. 
I was doing another playthrough um, recently, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of NPCs that just start having a conversation with each other, and some of the dialogue is, is interesting to listen to. Yeah, I've always liked that. I mean, there's a reason that people like to just walk through the streets doing doing nothing but observing. Yep. There's some crazy shit happening all the time in that in that game. Yeah. So there's going to be new weapons, new <coughs> cyberware. There's going to be legal weapons and cyberware that you can get from Dogtown. Um, new Ripper Docks. Well, they put in new Ripper Docks, but I don't know how many docks they're going to be. Um, installing cyberware at a Ripper Dock is going to have an animation of you sitting down and you getting up. Um, there might be additional animations in it. They're not 100% sure. Uh, cyberware, like I said, was going to be limited. Uh, you're going to have cyberpsychosis, which basically causes you to be have penalized skills and stats, and your health is going to go down. But I think with certain perks, you kind of will be able to stabilize that. Um, there's going to be a new available area near Orbital Air Space Center. That's going to sound interesting. I wonder if you can uh, fly to Crystal Palace. <clears throat> I mean, that would be awful cool. But it would be also cool just to be able to walk around the Space Center because you can see it, but yeah. you can't reach it. Yeah, I've tried swimming out there and I could only get probably it looked like i got to about 20 feet away from the shore before it like zoomed me out. yeah yeah it turns you back around like you can't go there yet damn it um i like the new roads in the badlands that, yes. that's a good idea like that. yeah i kind of figured you would <laughs> <laughs> new vehicles um like i said you can jump out of vehicles and attack uh, ability to get all vehicles in the game through purchaser missions, including those who drive NPCs and that you can't own right now. Uh, and the purchase of the cars are going to be done through the website. They also talked about new vehicle buying system. It says similar to GTA 5. I would have to ask you wisdom what what gta 5 had from a vehicle buying system uh usually it gives you like any vehicle most of the vehicles you buy you can at least choose between like eight different colors so hopefully uh, there'll be some of that some nice. some level of co of customization at least color wise would be yeah. nice yes it would be nice just like with uh the crafting system like, if you craft an item of clothing, you should be able to pick what colors it comes out of. Yep. It comes out as. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> you'll be able to purchase and use armed vehicles uh, whose destruction capacity can be improved. I See, assume that's part of Dogtown in the whole paid expansion. I would assume so, too, yeah. but at least that's some level of customization. Yep. Again, talked about the police build-out, uh, huge expansion to enemy AI. Don't know all the details on that. There will be hunters who will look for us in the city to kill us. So apparently I love that idea. I love that idea so much. Have uh, people with grudges against us send uh, enemies to try to kill us, which sounds interesting. 
way back in uh in in GTA San Andreas, like if if you owed gangsters money, they would send bounty hunters after you. Uh, and I've loved that ever since. Um, I, I think Fallout uh, New Vegas did something similar where, you know, you get on the wrong faction and they send parties out after you. Red Dead Redemption, they had bounty hunters who would come. So to see that in Cyberpunk is very exciting. It adds a it adds a nice touch to the game. Nice. Yeah, it will definitely be fun to see what that what's what's that entailed. Um, <clears throat> enemies will chase us and fight in cars and bicycle, uh, motorcycles. Uh, enemy archetypes have been redone to give more variety. So, not 100% sure exactly what that means. I'm trying to think of I'm thinking that means we won't just be killing, like, identical clones over and over yeah. again. Uh, when we come into, like, gang attacks and, and right. whatnot. Yeah, I, I've also noticed, noticed in the game that, you know, there are, are archetypes, right? There's ones with smart guns, there's ones who are just melee, and there's yeah. also, like, I've often noticed, like, the shotgun guy or the guy who has that LMG is usually the, the tougher of a group if you find them or, or combat with, or you fight them. I'm wondering yeah, if they're going to have more netrunners scattered throughout the various gangs. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, as far as a big city uh, type game like this, like some repetition on the street or in encounters is is to be expected. But I think Cyberpunk has already done a pretty darn good job, especially with the updates that have already hit at kind of lessening those instances where you see like five dudes with the same clothing, same body style, everything the same, just walking down the street like it's normal. Uh, so if, if they lessen that even further, that would be awesome. Yep. Um, so enemy, huge enemy AI expansion, hunters, uh, archetypes, pedestrians are mostly bug fixes, so whatever they're doing to pedestrians. I'm not sure what bugs I've seen. A lot of duplicates. A lot of the same I'm thinking they're talking about the duplicates. Out. Yeah. <clears throat> Supposedly there's going to be new romantic moments and unlock new dialogues. Not sure exactly what that's going to entail. Whether it's just uh, additional texts you get from your love interests. Yeah. Or if there's something Sadly, there won't... that. Sadly, there won't be any new romance options. Right. But there will be new content for the existing romance options, which, I mean, hopefully there'll be something where you can continue to feel like you're dating them after their specific quest line has come to fruition, as it were. Because uh, it always felt weird to me that, like, they would send you texts, but you show up wherever they are, and they just, they're just kind of there. They don't talk to you. They don't yeah. interact with you in any way. They're just... It is there. Well, it was. I know for PCs they have uh, a few mods, in which a they they do like an additional texting, right, uh, to the point where you can well, actually, sure. <laughs> actually get in fights and and actually break up. Um, but there was also. I mean, PCs get all the fun. There was also a mod in which you can go to like 
restaurants and bars and sit and you know you can have one of your companions actually be sitting with you and having a drink granted the dialogue is the same as if you approach them outside of the bar or wherever they might be uh and get that sure very limited amount of dialogue that you do get uh the difficulty curve is different i'm sure it is <laughs> Uh, the UI and UX have been greatly updated. Um, I don't know exact specifics around that. Um, improvements to vehicle driving. Uh, attacks on vehicles. So, like I, I mentioned, you can shoot from your vehicle as well as use melee uh, weapons while riding motorcycles. Vehicle combat also available from third-person perspective. Uh, endings within Phantom Liberty will affect the base game. Uh, then the base, based on the ending within Phantom Liberty, you might be able to unlock a new ending in the base game. Some people have said I mean, because the the new NPC is like this super hacker who says they can probably fix V. So I'm wouldn't that be if, nice? if that is the option in which V gets fixed. But not sure how well I like that. Compared I to mean, the rest of them. I like it. I, I, I don't want my V to have just a, an automatic death sentence no matter what. That would piss me off. Well, it's not so much a death sentence as, you know, hunting for the cure so you can have that sequel game. As you continue to hunt for the cure, right? And even if that's all that this that that it leaves off, that's fine by me. Uh, I just the only the only ending that has any amount of hope for it whatsoever is the nomad ending, which is fitting because that's my favorite ending anyway. But yeah, if there's a if there's a way to keep going, I'm for it. Right. There's going to be improved physics. Uh, one example talks about uh, the ability to take out tires on vehicles rather than destroy the vehicle itself. Uh, fights between factions from vehicles and persecutions. Not sure what that statement is. I assume. That yeah, I don't know what they mean by persecutions, but the idea of different factions doing drive-bys on each other yep. sounds pretty amazing to me. It does. I mean, what was it, 1.5 in which they introduced the, the random uh, police chases? I don't know if you've yep. seen that in the game. Yeah, where, you know, you see a car go by and then, like, three cop cars go chasing it. It's That was very exciting the first time I saw it. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> uh, small orders or missions that are, are generated randomly. So I guess that's going to be able to help with continued play. So you'll be able to, you know, once you finish a lot of your missions, you can just continue playing the game on those random missions. Yeah, uh, it needed that something, something to keep you playing after you've beat the game, because not everybody wants to go back and and redo it all, especially if you've done it through the three main storylines. Yep, or, or three main roles. He also posted Radiant Quest, which I think reading in the comments he what what radiant quests are basically the new quests from dogtown um and from the expansion uh next one is a whole variety of conflicts and activities that are generated in night city to give the character 
a characteristic of a living world in which we can intervene or ignore them. So what that sounds like to me is like if if you're playing Red Dead Redemption two, you'll come across like two people having an argument and it'll turn into a shootout and you can either jump in on that or just ignore it completely. And if that's the case, that's fucking awesome because I love that kind of thing. It does make the world feel more alive. Yep. Um, so that's that. Enemies chasing you in their vehicles. Uh, if you run away... Supposedly, these are an overhaul of the weather and atmosphere. Yeah, say? not having like a week of a week of sandstorms in the game would be nice. Exactly. Um, improved character models and facial animations. That I'm not 100 percent sure how that affects you, especially with. Uh, I assume it's going to be based on the hardware you have and whether that's going to be actually good for your system or not. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I play on a very large screen television on the PS5 and I got a, I don't know, facial like expressions. I don't know if that's something I ever really paid much attention to before. So I'll have to look for that. Yeah. Like outside of like dialogue and cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, the climbing animation for V seems to be improved. Don't know what that means. Um, I mean, I don't see. I've never had an issue with climbing, but. No, I'm not sure what that's what's going into that either. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe a little bit closer to some. Yeah. Uh, parkour type stuff. I don't know. It's that that one's kind of vague and undefined. I'm not really sure what that. Is. Uh, as I mentioned we'll earlier, out. the mini map is more dynamic. Zoom in, zoom out effects to make it smoother uh, and to improve the speed. The three radio stations mentioned. Supposedly, there's going to be a new mini game called Trauma Drama. Uh, I guess it's going to be a side-scroller game, similar to um, Roach. Roach Race. Yeah. And finally, a new side quest for Vic that will force you to basically redo all your cyberware. To reduce the newly added humanity cost that gives stats deep buffs. So there's a way you can kind of mitigate that, which is cool. All right. I don't know. All that sounds like pretty good news. I am disappointed that there's still no, uh, still no word on on uh, like a flashlight. I want a flashlight, <laughs> damn it! But hopefully, with some of the new cyber options, that we'll get some some different cyber optics, so we can get some low light or something. Yes. Although, if you ever get to PC, I believe someone created a mod. We all sort they did on PC. <laughs> well, I, I uh, I'm also like, there's rumors that uh, you'll be able to get aesthetic cybernetics. So you'll uh, hopefully that that comes true, and we can actually have like cyber arms that we can see and whatnot. 
Yeah, some things that aren't being changed from my understanding is character creation. There's not too many change any changes to that, uh, even to the point of your appearance options. Supposedly, there's yeah, not going to be makes... any new additions or new hairstyles or. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, more uh, more personal modification options are always better. But uh, I mean, at this point, I'm just I'll take what I can get. Um, we know they're switching to the Unreal Engine, so for the next game, so hopefully they'll make the best of that. And since Unreal Engine is is practically built on the third person perspective model, uh, hopefully we'll get. <laughs> a little bit closer, third, third uh, a little person. bit more with the next game. I still like first person. I know, but that's the beauty of the Unreal Engine is first person is all would always be an option. Like GTA has a fucking first person option, right? Um, I don't know. We, we we're just hoping. We're yeah, just hoping. Well, we got we got several years before Cyberpunk. Oh yeah, if if we twenty seventy eight it, comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's about it for 2077. So, oh, the other thing in 2077 news is they posted a quiz to find out who who would be your troom. <laughs> they um, did. You can just go to uh to uh what is it? uh cyberpunk.net and it'll be there on the main page. You can just take your quiz, find yep. out who your buddy in the cyberpunk world would be. Yep. So who'd you get? Who'd you get, Will? I got us cracks. So, That's awesome. I would love to hang out with us cracks. I got I got Adam Smasher. Yes. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know that. I don't <laughs> but, know that anybody would want to hang out with Adam Smasher, but apparently I do. So. Well. I, I'd, I'd like to hear the paragraph that was written for Adam Smasher because I'm going to read what, what I got for us cracks. So, All right, I'll, I'll turn around uh, after you do that and read. My, my best friends is the us cracks. Um, I appear a people person. Or sorry, I'm a people person. Always surrounded by a group of chooms, spending eddies left and right and having fun. Me and the us cracks bound bonded over our shared love of a fun night out and on the surface my life is great and everyone envies me but after every party i come back to my empty apartment and realize that it's all superficial and my life lacks real connections i cry myself to sleep only to wake up tomorrow put on a fake smile and do it all over again Pon pon shit, my man. Pon pon shit. <laughs> my best friend is Adam Smasher. I am a force to be reckoned with, strong, independent, and determined. When I put my mind to something, I don't look back, and I'll achieve my goals no matter what. It's these qualities that you may think Smasher appreciates in you, but instead, it's probably your total disregard for others and your pitch-perfect menacing aura. But living this way means leaving a trail of broken relationships in your way. Prepare for a very sad and lone and lonely end if you keep this up. 
That's hilarious. Yeah, I, the test is fun. I've, I've seen uh, somehow. I know you can get Rebecca somehow in this. Um, I plan to take the quiz Multiple several times, times more and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and see what happens. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's good fun. It's it's a nice little distraction. Yep. So now for our in-depth review of uh, Danger Gal dossier. Uh, one second before we do that, I want to recommend a, a new graphic novel. Uh, okay. It's called Enhanced. Uh, they did a big Kickstarter on it. I think I mentioned it in the past, but it's out it. now. Uh, the story is it's kind of generic. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie about that, but the art is fantastic. So if you see it in your comic shop, go ahead and pick it up. It's it's gorgeous. From New Frontiers? Yep, from New Frontiers. Just thought I'd throw a little bit of advertising out to some people who are still putting out some cyberpunk comics. Um, we know that there's also a new cyberpunk comic coming out from Dark Horse. Yep. And the 2077 novel was just uh, just released. Uh, we mentioned that last show as well. About a third of the way through it. I'm a slow reader. So I far, still don't have a copy. I can't afford <laughs> shit. <laughs> so far, I'm enjoying it. Um, definitely better than Bite Boy and Bite Girl. <laughs> that, that was that was another thing at uh, Gen Con that was announced that Bite Boy and Bite Girl are dead, 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 dead. <laughs> they are not coming back. Which is the first time anybody in a professional sense has mentioned them. Yes. Um, does that mean that they were officially part of of twenty twenty canon? Holy shit! Uh, he didn't really say. He avoided that topic. <laughs> As well he should. As well he should. So. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other media that's coming out. Uh, around cyberpunk. I thought there was a, a movie I saw as a prequel, but... Maybe not. I know the creator is coming out, which looks yeah pretty crazy. It looks it looks pretty darn interesting. I, I'm very excited about that one. All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's about it. I think we can jump straight into straight into Danger Girl. Sorry about the interruption. Yes, so Danger Girl. So what is Danger Gal uh, dossier? So it looks like it pretty much is a, a book of NPCs uh, and organizations those NPCs are a part of. There are a few well-known ones that are basically cyber cyberpunk history like maelstrom bozos trauma team edge runners uh, and then you have the new ones which include uh six streets zoners uh generation red which i was surprised that they added kids 
into the game? Uh, honestly, I mean, kids have always been part of the game, and like the whole, the first cyberpunk spinoff, uh, tw- or the first pseudo sequel to 2020 was Cyber Generation, which was completely based around kids in the cyberpunk world. So it's it's not unheard of, and it's it's nice to see, honestly. Uh, it's weird how in most role playing games, like kids are just non-existent well it's it's like in video games like they're just they're just not there nobody thinks about them nobody talks about them except as uh, victims yeah and and the problem with kids especially in in role-playing games is that whole even with like animals right um certain people get triggered if you do it's true if you do something, but I mean that's what extreme. that's what uh, session zeros are for. Um, that's also what like not gaming with sociopaths is for. So yeah, I mean, so <laughs> speaking of children, so I was actually in a D and D game in which there was a bunch of urchins that were stealing from people. Uh, we raided their little base camp, and they were not just thieves; they were murderers, and they murdered almost the whole entire party until I, started, <laughs> until I started stabbing back and everybody at the table looked at me and it's like dude, even the GM looked at me and was like dude they're kids I'm like yeah they're trying to they're kill me you just <laughs> Frank's head off I mean yeah exactly <laughs> right, do you see him stabbing Lisa like multiple times over there like sure yeah. they're kids so, that just means. So basically, that just means I, I, I stabbed back on one. I think I killed one of them, and the rest of the group of children stopped fighting once they saw one of their own die. I was like, "Good, stop stabbing us, cleric. Go heal or go try to bring back everybody who just got <clears> killed." Because. <throat> And again, I, I don't know if that's because I'm a sociopath or am I just, this is make-believe and make-believe is, you know. And this is the moment, folks, when Tales from the Forlorn Dope got put on the watch list. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, then I have a Call of Cthulhu game in which there was a sacrifice that needed to be made and one of the players went out and got a stray dog to do the sacrifice and one of the other players was like, if you kill that dog, I'm not playing this game anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, I can get behind that action. There was a debate, and of course, this was like in London back in the 1920s. So it's like, all right, so what if we get a little street urchin? Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> you people yeah. are psychopaths. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You you rather oh. not hurt an imaginary dog, but you'll hurt an imaginary kid. 
Yeah, gamers, gamer, we're a weird freaking bunch. We are. Anyways, so yes, so speaking of kids, this book actually has a, a group of of street kids, which kind of, uh, well, I think it, it's like cyber generation, right? And, and taking taking that tone, and I, and I, even um, Seth Skorkowski talks about his uh, kid campaign, in which yeah. uh, he ran wow. a game for you know adolescence kids growing up into into true edge runners well i mean they're prevalent in the media i mean shit both as heroes and protagonists everybody remembers the little little kid drug dealer from robocop 2 yep um i love that they have the bozos representing indeed uh, and the various uh Apparently, the bozos are now fractioned or fractured with different uh, groups. Which makes total sense because they're all nutbags. Yep. Um, I can't imagine that they were ever a coherent group in the first place. That has to be like herding cats. Yeah. Yeah. They also brought in Sixth Street, which is a Cyberpunk 2077 gang. So I think this was like the initial beginnings of 6th Street. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like a lot of the, the background stories of some of these uh, some of these NPCs. Uh, I mean, they, they, it, they put a lot of detail into the, into the various various groups. Um, and yeah, some of those backstories are really cool. But can I take just a minute to point out my favorite thing about this book? What's that? David Ackerman writes for it. <laughs> that he does. I don't know why, but anytime I see any of the old uh, old crew uh, still working on this stuff, it, it, it warms my heart. Yeah, I don't know... I want to say that Jay Gray might have posted uh, which authors wrote what somewhere. Whether it was in the Discord channel or somewhere else. So, I just got to hunt, hunt for that to figure out who it is. But yeah, it's nice to see some old, uh, old school guys. But, like I said, I... I David Ackerman was at Gen Con, and he was definitely representing uh, Al Tursurian. So. And it's like, uh, who's it? Will Moss is going to be contributing to the next uh, Tales from the Red for Alarm Dopes. Yeah. So. He's going to be reprising some of his stuff with the... Uh, with the... Yep. Forlorn Hope again. That's exciting. The one thing, well, I'm sure it's not one thing, but the, a thing that I noticed that I was kind of, eh, I don't know if it's annoyed or, but maybe it's just my attitude towards consistency. So they, they do post the digital divas who are yeah. a, uh, rocker boy band 
or rocker girl band uh, that was used in the scenario Digital Divas in the data pack scenario. However, in the mm-hmm. data pack, it says this all women's group. However, in this book, only the lead singer is a woman. So, not yeah, sure I've seen that brought up a couple of places. I don't personally know how I feel about that. Uh, they don't really mention why that change has been made. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming there's some kind of in-game lore for it. I don't know. Um, either way, it is it is an interesting change. It's uh maybe we'll get some more information in the future. That would be nice. Yeah. It looks like Yeah, so <clears throat> not sure exactly why they made that change. Um but they have the edge runners Not sure how I feel about a guy dressed up as a, a chef running around Night City, hacking people. There, there's always weird stuff going on. Seems more like a, a Batman villain than a an Edge Runner. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, so do the bozos, to be honest. But well, the bozos are the bozos. So a group of people dressed up as clowns. In the 90s, I didn't quite see it, but then Juggalos came along and proved that Bozos could exist. Yeah. (laughs) How fucking weird. So, that's fun. Um, Yeah, and then you have the Maelstroms, uh, the Piranhas. Oh, that was the one thing I was wondering about because I've never used the Pranas in my 2020 game I always thought they were a a booster gang combat gang but it's from this book it seems like they are or a party gang um I look at it like this I mean there's like 25 years difference between 2020 and 2045 and the gangs that do survive would have to go I mean they'd change quite a bit over time true um i mean i know the maelstrom in my game don't really they're not the same as the male maelstrom in 2045 or 2077 uh they're still borged out psychos but um there, there are minor differences and there's definitely differences in my voodoo boys and the voodoo boys as presented in 2020 and the voodoo boys as presented in 2045 and 2077 uh so, I mean, these gangs evolve over time. Right. Yeah, so in the Night City source book, Piranha's a party gang that runs its activities out of an old convenience store in the zone. The Piranhas live to party and love to have fun. Admittedly, no one is quite sure what constitutes fun in the Piranha's books. If you don't bug them, they'll leave you alone. So, 
their D4D threat level. Which means... How deadly are they? D4D. D means they are boosters. Oh wait, D means they're average skilled, so base of 12. Uh, four is the what types of weapons they use, which is melee weapons and small pistols. And then D for their armor, which is leather and kev Kevlar vest. So they're a little... They're a little combative. Which, it sounds like they kind of took a, a different approach and became a a gang that does parties and events. Um, also, you have the Seers, which is a nomad family or nomad pack of the Avocado, uh, avocado Nation. <laughs> Aldo Caldo <laughs> Nation. Um, yeah. I, I think it would have been nice if they wrote a little more about nomad structure in the description of the sightseers to kind of give a little more background into the lore. Yeah, it nomads. feels like they were holding some stuff back, maybe yeah. for the long-rumored uh, Rusty Chrome or whatever it was, the, the nomad source book that was supposed to come out. Right. I like that they put uh, the trauma team in here. Yeah, it's it's the definitely the biggest and best look at trauma team we've had so far in any of the in any iteration of the game. Yeah, and bringing out the different roles on board the the AV. I'm I'm going to mention again the art. The art seems to. They use uh, Monster Fight Club's miniatures as the basis for all their art, and well, so it all, it all looks pretty good, but it also like kind of looks weirdly proportional. Yeah, you don't know if this was conceptual art that was made for Cyberpunk or specifically made for Monster Fight Club, right? And whether or not I, it's something that I mean, I do know that the the miniatures were released first. I don't know if the concept art came first that the miniatures were based off of, uh, or if they used that, those miniatures as the basis of the concept art. But I do know that pretty much every, every NPC you see in edge runners or in a danger gal dossier, you can get as a miniature from the uh, monster fight club. Well, I mean, if you remember, Danger Gal dossier was announced back in 2021 or was it 2020? I want to say 2021. Um, I think you're right. I think it was 2021. But by then, like some of the miniatures from Monster Fight Club had already been put out. Right. And, and so when Artel Sorian announced Danger Gal, they could have had an agreement with Monster Fight Club that we're going to create a supplement to kind of represent all the characters you guys are creating within your game 
and stat oh yeah, that's very possible. And stat them out for red, right? So it might have been a, a collaboration between the two to hey, let's draw up some characters, Monster Fight Club. You guys create these characters in 3D, right? And we will create the in-game lore around each of the individuals. Good question for um, Jay Gray or, or James Hunt with when they Definitely. come back on, which we're trying to work on for them to come back on and uh, give us some more lowdowns on what's going on. Um, but yeah, and then you have the zoners who look like they're just combat zone people who are who are basically uh, revolutionaries trying to uh, get the uh, the haves to equally distribute to the poorer poorer places. I mean, it's good lore. Uh, on why they were created or why this organization was created uh, in the background around them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just nice to have some, like, combat zone representat- representatives. Uh, you know, just your average, average... Uh, Just your average zoners, just so you know what to expect. Yep. Um, I like the Tiger Claws entry. I like seeing a young Wakoko. Wakako. Wakako, yeah. And how she lost her first husband. Yeah. Yeah. I think the... First of many. Yeah. I think the Net 54 section could have used a... A couple additions like uh i know back in one of the old interface they actually had was it an interface i think it was an interface in which they had a news crew kind of statted out i want to say that was issue three but i'm probably yeah but just to have you know here's the driver here's the cameraman here's the talent um seems like in this one Kind of have that, but I don't know. Would have liked to have seen like a news van. Yeah. Yeah, seeing your typical media crew as opposed to just uh, just the, the person on camera. Like that would have been nice. Like some description of how they work together. And was there any specific uh, NPC that yeah? kind of liked or an entry i liked seeing a serial uh in here um which is of course a reference to serial killer from the movie hackers yep and matt lillard's uh character from uh, yep. red games uh brought into the game because he was uh, featured in a live play playing that character uh in the early days of red there's actually uh, three episodes. <clears throat> yeah, I, it, was, it was very cool seeing Matthew Lillard uh, reprise that role. The one uh, outstanding character I liked, and it's a mook, 
the fool from Bozos. And basically they're given the, uh, what is it, the bag of shame or something? What is it called? Comes out on hands and fists and mask. Uh, or maybe just Bozos see this as a trial of family, but you're going to be fool enough to want to sign up and willing to. And let's go to the ghost. For the Bozos, I think my favorite NPCs are Dead Ringer. I like uh, like Jester's obviously Harley Quinn, but Dead Ringer are kind of their own. <sighs> Sorry, it's called the Good Luck Bag. It's basically this yeah. mask that they put on the the new recruits, and if you uh, if a new recruit happens, you pass the mask along. If you don't, you die. There you go. That's some interesting uh, role-playing aspects right there. Yeah, I also liked... Um, what was the girl's name? The one with the, the rocket launcher. Uh, I don't know. Tetra. Just this little girl with like this freaking four-shot rocket launcher. Yeah, talk about your dangerous kids. I thought it was good. But yeah, a lot of, definitely a lot of great NPCs and, and backgrounds for each of them. Um, and the character design is pretty cool. I think for the for the generation, I liked high stick. You kid on roller skates with a sharpened hockey stick like that's that's, <laughs> that's pretty frightening. But yeah, so um, to to your point, almost every single character I think in here has a miniature from Monster Fight Club. Yeah. So Maybe not all of them, but the majority of them. Definitely the majority of them. I would assume that any that don't exist already will be coming out in the future. Yep. And who knows, there might be a Danger Gal 2 dossier. In which they flesh out even more of the gangs. But I really want them to to try to push out um, more lore content than, than you know, just producing a, a book of stats or a book of uh, gear, similar to yeah. the, the releases that 2020 had, right, in which you actually got a little more exposure <clears throat> to the world. Yeah, I would, I would very much like to see, like, a red version of... Uh, Home of the Brave, mm -hmm. or uh, or Night City, uh, something to give a bigger picture of the world, um, and you know, flesh out more of the changes from twenty twenty to Red. Yep. Uh, the one thing I did think that was well done within this book was that they took all the special gear 
that was listed underneath some of these NPCs and put it all into its own section. Now, yeah, the majority of the gear is actually DLC content that they're actually pu publishing in a book, which is also nice to see. Um, granted, <laughs> you do have the interfaces, but just to have a, a solid book with, with all the details in it is, is nice. Uh, there is a few, uh, a few items, actually two items that I think were not in DLCs, and that was the Militech Tactical Umbrella, <laughs> which sounds fun. I, I like the Tactical Umbrella. That's... And the that's your typical Avengers, like you know, Steed and Mrs. Peel uh, gadgetry or James Bond gadgetry. It's, it's and, nice. And then the Sandrod Hello Cutie Micro Cutie <laughs> with the hyper bust burst in which it purrs. <laughs> Somebody looked at that gif of the dude using the cat as a submachine I mean, I said it last episode when we did our brief review of this. Uh, I love seeing the 2020 stuff uh, brought forward into the into red. Yep. Uh, a lot of the guns uh get their official representation in red that's that's really nice um i like the new cyberware uh and other gear it's nice to have stats for a bicycle like i know it sounds silly but like that's legitimate transportation in a big city a bicycle yes and and the the information around the AV4s that uh, some of these organizations yeah. have, uh, I would have liked to have seen a cop car created uh, for the NCPD section, um, or maybe at a, a riot van or, or some type of vehicle with the cops as well. <clears throat> Understand that you know they didn't have space or time to, to produce one. Which is fine. Yeah, it was kind of weird that they represent the NCPD in here, but they don't they don't give us that. But they do give us the trauma team AB4. Mm. I mean, realistically, the two would be almost identical. Just the police van would just be an APC as opposed to having facilities akin to an ambulance. But, yeah. Oh. And then after the gear section, they get into NPC creation guidelines, uh, which I hadn't read at the time, and that's why I wanted to like wait until we uh, I read this back to back to understand all the nuances. This section actually kind of reminded me of a little bit from "Listen Up, You Primitive Screwheads." I want to yeah, say with this... the uh, contact creation. Yeah, who? Who did that article? Was it Benjamin Wright or was it um, Spike? In which they kind of listed out the different types of of power levels that an NPC should have. Yeah, I like that they did the same kind of thing here. 
Yeah, in which they say, uh, hey, this mooks, is... lieutenants, yeah, mini-bosses, and bosses. A boss should have this many skill points with this many stat points. Figure he has And then you can harden points. them up. Yep. Uh, and also giving you, like, what gear they should be using. Or yeah, what gear, what skills they would have access to. I like that they talk about, you know, non-combat NPCs who are there. <laughs> In a situation like this, though, that's perfectly understandable. If you're if you're trying to create contacts, you don't want to have to. I, I hate having to flip back and forth through several books just to do one thing. Yeah. Agreed. Too many too many years of of Dungeons and Dragons Third Edition, where you know if you want to create something, you need eight different books to do it. Yes. So anything that minimizes that is fine by me. Yeah, so the, the article I'm referring to from Listen Up, You Primitive Screwhead is uh, one from Ross Spike Win campaign style. Specifically under that, there is a section called Power Level Defining the Campaign. Or sorry character power defining the campaign on page 94 so they break he broke yeah. it down into movers operators heroic and super heroic uh which is kind of mooks uh lieutenants mini bosses and bosses granted yeah same thing as here yeah well the the power level of of the super heroic, even even the heroic, are pretty insane. Starting cash on hundred thousand. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but these are for your high level campaigns where it doesn't make sense that you know <clears throat> your James Bond super spy uh, John Wick badass is hanging out with and getting his jobs from a dude who's still selling stereos out of the back of his car. Um, and then the last section, well, actually, the second to last section, uh, is a scenario, a mission for your group. Uh, this mission was actually repurposed for the Edge Runner uh, games that I ran at Gen Con. So this particular adventure is specifically for Red. However, in the version I was given... There was another reason why you were on this mission, and also included some of the new red or the new Edge Runner supplementary rules, which I think someone posted on Reddit. Uh, one of the other GMs talked about the the breakdown of the rules, and I don't know how much I can get into what was shown. And granted, what uh, what we were given was not necessarily what is going to be published so yeah you can you always have to take it from a grain of salt but basically it's it the well this particular scenario is structured the same way with the same plot line uh in which you're hired to go find uh some people who did something bad against a faction and that faction is looking for the players to come in and find the, the thieves 
uh, and basically are sent on a journey to the underground of Night City. Um, <clears throat> so I, I've run this game. You you can run this within <laughs> within a two hour slot. Uh, you can expand it to be a little longer. So uh, so basically, I this like is a one a one shot. I like that the 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 two bodies and the two patients are also miniatures you can get from Monster. <laughs> I think that was a nice touch. Yes. Yeah, the two bodies, I think, came from the basic set, and the two stretcher are the ones from uh, a trauma team set. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. But yeah, the adventure is is easy. It's quick. Um, they wrote a lot of a lot of the interactions between the party. Um, I don't want to get too much into the spoilers, but uh, there is a scene at a bodega with a kid who's behind the counter. Uh, I've had various players do try to intimidate the kid <laughs> to the point where they were about to kill him before uh, I had to like step in and defuse the situation because it was going to go wrong in the wrong way. Oh, yeah. You got to keep it family friendly at Gen Con. Well, it wasn't just that. It was also with my home group. Um, because, oh. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I don't want to give any spoilers, but the kid behind the counter is you, you don't want to necessarily cause him too much grief. He, he, he's somebody who, who's help, trying to help he's the important. party. Yeah, he, he's there to help the party, not hinder it in any way but he's a kid so he gives them attitude <laughs> and of course the players i played with were like we're not taking any shit from a teenage kid it's like yeah all right I'm not gonna I treat mean, you well that's, that's that's the gamer <sighs> that's the problem with gamers <laughs> yeah. uh and then the end section is they take all the npcs they list them out uh, with their names, their quote-unquote level, i.e. meaning they're a mook, a lieutenant, boss, a hardened mook. Uh, if they have a role, it also is listed here. I would have liked to have seen uh, a page number as well in these charts. That probably would have been very help helpful, but that would be too close to, a, too close to an index. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, God forbid. Artelsorian does not do indexes. You yeah. know that. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. Um, but yeah, that's overall uh, Danger Gal. Um, it's definitely nice quality. The art is good. Uh, the book itself is well made. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's it flows well too. Like. Uh... It doesn't have some of the, the like hard to read formatting issues that other books have. Right. Um, Especially in twenty twenty where they had like the gray sidebars 
Oh, Wild Side. It's, it's the only complaint I have about Wild Side. Is that sometimes you can barely, especially if it's a PDF, that you can barely read. Yeah, like, oh, content. You're, killing my, you're killing my face. I can't squint any harder. So. Um, the, the non-actual character art, uh, I really, really like. Uh, like. Like the scene at the, at the top of this section uh, with the people standing around the table making their plans is, is really which, an amazing piece of cyberpunk art. Which section? Uh, the the Danger Gal dossier list, um, page one sixty seven. Okay. Uh, by Bad Moon Art Studio. It's just really gorgeous. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's hilarious. Oh, is that is what they're doing? Holy shit! I thought they were planning a heist or something, but they are in fact playing. Uh, they got dice in front of them. They got character sheets in front of them. They got miniatures on a, a 3D board. It's it's the truth. I um, want to know what the hell is up with the otters. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I I love that they're just there. Um, I would imagine there's probably some story behind it. Uh, but it's very cool that that they are in fact there um oh what's the what's the name of the in-game role-playing like yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's what that that's what, what they're actually playing is they're playing elf lines uh, but elf line would they have character sheets i mean i like... mean are those those are dice. Like one guy's got what looks like a character page full of stickers in front of him, and the other one has dice sitting on top of oh, what nope. looks like a battle. You are correct. There is a, a DM screen for the Netrunner. It says Elf Lines. Yeah. You are correct. Ooh, with a Rush uh, Segatari behind him. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Like that's I love this piece of art because it's just got so many little references to so many things going on in it. Oh, that was a standard with my players. Always getting the the Sega Atari to improve all their skills. Um, I love the smart shades on the dude, but I, I do keep coming back to the otters. Like I, I want, I want. <laughs> I don't know if they're holographic or just in a glowy cage, but they're fucking cool. So yeah, there are a couple of instances of art like that uh, that obviously aren't based on the miniatures. They're just cool. Yep. Yeah, so overall I think it's... Was this uh, $40? Yeah, $40. Um, Quality-wise, it's definitely worth a $40. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a high-quality book. It's And like I said... Like, it can easily be used for any iteration of Cyberpunk you're running. Be it 2020, 2045, or Red, uh, or 2077 with Edge Runners coming out. Um, you can easily use this book in anything. Yeah, and none of the stats, like the stats are all easily translatable to whatever game you're playing. It's 
it's a useful book. It's full of lore. It's this is my kind of book right here. I mean, the, my thing is, I mean, it's a great book. I'm just still not used to hardcover cyberpunk books. Um, yeah, they have to. They really. Because the one thing about books for me is the heavier they are, the more or less likely I will bring them along um, when I'm doing games. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't. In this day and age, I wouldn't take physical copies of any books yeah. out of my house. Like, that's, I've got PDFs, I've got a tablet, like anything I need, I can easily access it's true, but there's sometimes you want to bring certain books just to share with uh, the players, right? Sure, I can see um, that. Uh, also, with tablets, for me, I have a hard time quickly looking up something versus I know where exactly in that book to turn the page to, right? So I can pick up a book, go a third of the way in, know that I got three more pages I need to turn to to find that information versus... You know, that's true. And, I mean, there's a reason I have duplicate copies of all the really important 2020 books. Um, Just so, you know, those are the ones that get used. Yeah. I mean, granted, Um, this this will last a hell of a lot longer than my paperback stuff. Um, You know, you say that, but... I I haven't put it through its paces yet. (laughs) I was going to say, some of my hardbacks, like, they fall apart. Just because you you treat them differently. Yeah. Like, they have different stress points. Like, the cover on a a softback, it'll get folded and bent and mutilated and all that but with a with a hardback because of the way it's bound uh like it'll warp and some and the pages like the yeah. cover will like if, if one part of the cover falls off the whole cover is like the whole thing is gonna fall yeah like the original D books those things could take a beating like the first edition oh lord first printing not only could they take a beating you could give a beating with them and they'd yeah. be just fine hell i've still got first edition players hands or uh AD&D players' handbooks yeah. uh, that still hold up fine. Now, they're kind of sun-faded and uh, scratched, but they're still perfectly bound. Like they, they do, Those did hold up forever. However, the um, gold-bound or the gold-spine ones, they were they hit They fall apart like crazy. Whereas, like, some of the paper-bound stuff, like, you know, uh, the Book of the Drow and all the various, like, racial handbooks that came out, those lasted, those still lasted forever. So it's all really printing Luck of the Draw with with them. Some of them were good, some of them were bad. Um, I remember the class books with the the brown, kind of leatherish. Yeah, those uh, are the ones I'm talking about. Like, those for me lasted forever. Oh, those those covers would just fall right off for me. <laughs> um, them, uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, the, I mean the quality of this book, yeah, it's, it's it'll take a, a, some abuse, which, you know, the, is what 20, you want. Any books, books. Did you ever notice with Chrome two, like the cellophane on the cover would always peel off. Chrome two. Yes. Did you ever have that problem? I had yeah. two di- or not, not Chrome two, Chrome one. Like I yes. had, I have three different Chrome ones. One is still in perfect condition. 
And the other two are in various stages of disrepair because that cellophane uh, cover on the on on it just peels off from the cardboard. Yeah, I had one friend who had that happen to him. It hasn't happened to my edition. Um, the other thing is, like, all the books my brother had, he would use uh, contact paper, clear contact paper, and rebind hmm. all of it. Um, so that way he could, like, write on the book and not basically affect it so you could spill yeah (laughs) like he he didn't care if he put a glass on it of water because the ring wouldn't take because the contact paper would just rub away but then again you're also for collectors you're destroying the book by doing that as well but yeah it's it's definitely a double-edged sword yeah but you're right uh i mean you do you do treat hardcover books with a little bit more care than you treat softcover books. Like, yeah, uh, I, I think just subconsciously, like hardcover, just you do. You treat it a little bit with with just the tiniest bit more care. Yep. Um. So I guess a, another question would be: Was this worth the wait? Right, two years. Uh, I mean, honestly. Compared to how long we waited for uh, Black Chrome or True. Uh, Red itself, two years didn't seem like that long. True. Um, so, yeah, I would say this is definitely worth the wait. I- I'm wondering uh, if they waited to produce this to coincide with um, Combat Zone. I-, I have a strong feeling that they I, I would doing say that. there's a strong possibility of that because uh, they really kind of came out at the same time. Yeah. And then um, COVID kind of hit, and Combat Zone was put on hold for that first year. Yeah, uh, so I would say, yeah, you're probably definitely onto something with that. Um, they did seem to co in to to time the the releases uh, within days of each other, uh, and I can't see any reason why they wouldn't have done that. Like uh, they they seem very interconnected. Um, I think in a in a in a near near future episode, we should probably review Combat Zone. Yes. Uh, I still need to set it up and play it. Uh, I don't know who I'm looking who I'm gonna wrangle into playing it because uh, most of my online group is or most of my in person group is, um, well, busy lives. Yep. Uh, but I will definitely like read through it, even if I, I just have to play it by myself. Like I will definitely have a greater understanding um, in the near future. So I think we definitely need to coincide a review of that uh, coming up soon. Um, depending on what our interview interview schedule looks like. So uh, heck, maybe we can get a hold of somebody from. Uh, from the Monster Fight Club to give us some lowdown. Like, that would be nice. Yes. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Try to beat the drum and find somebody uh, from that group. So, there's a bunch of possibilities I'm looking into uh, for future guests, and I definitely want to get a lot more interviews going. Um, yeah, same here. So I'm going to try to uh, get some other people from 
YouTube and other notable people who uh, kind of have various brands as well as talking to old authors and even getting some of the new authors on our channel as well. Trying to track them down. But Yeah, uh, I definitely try and keep my feelers out with the older uh, with the older crew. Um, we've still got uh, Ackerman on the back burner as well as uh, Mike Jackson. I'm trying to talk to him. Uh, Thaddeus Howes. And of course others. Um, but yeah, we definitely uh, are reaching out to people. Yeah. And anybody in the audience, if, if you guys know anybody you think we should be talking to, uh, let us know. Yeah. We're all about that. Especially if you have any sort of contact with them and can get us in touch. Definitely. So I guess that's it for uh, this particular episode. Um, sounds like you're doing starting to do some dishes. <laughs> no, I just had to wash out a cup. It had milk in it. You can't uh, that's it. True. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, so next episode, if we don't have a guest on, we will do our or continue our review of the 2020 books. Uh, go in depth. Uh, I. Th- I think we are heading into the various scenarios and adventure packs uh, from 2020. I think we've covered all the various source books and splat books, uh, which is an achievement. <laughs> Took us a little yeah. over a year. I mean, we're doing. slowly working our way through the whole line, people. Um, so that's about it. Why does Twitch say the broadcast I'm watching has ended? Uh, that's not a good sign. Eh, it's never a good sign. Anyways, we'll figure it out. It's it's still going for me. Oh, well, maybe it's just on my my device, which is possible. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for those who stuck around to hear us banter about various stuff around cyberpunk we appreciate you uh tell your friends to come listen to us uh this will get reposted on youtube uh later on maybe in a week or two it also gets yeah, posted you'll find it on the, on, the on, on cyber nation youtube channel yep. under the uh under the tales from the forlorn dopes playlist and it's also a podcast as well so if you want to drive and listen to this show or, or listen to old shows and have a long drive in front of you uh we uh, rob does create a podcast version of this so those are available as well uh we'd like to thank rob mulligan uh and cyber nation uncensored uh for thanks rob allowing us to uh babble for two hours on a wednesday night um and talk about cyberpunk so yeah, we are very grateful. Um, we're grateful to you guys for uh, joining us and listening in. Um, so you... Two old farts <laughs> ranting off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can find me. Uh, I have a cyberpunk site called cybersmiley.net. Uh, it contains various web utilities uh, to help improve your games. 
There's a little bit of lore, some NPCs I have from my game, uh, some rule modifications that I've implemented in my home homebrew games. Um, yeah, and you can also find me on my own Discord. I'm on almost every single Discord, so if you do at CyberSmiley, there's a good chance on a Cyberpunk uh, uh, Discord you will hit me <laughs> or gather my attention. Uh, I also uh, patrol the various uh, Reddits threads that are out there for Cyberpunk. I am not on any Twitter or Facebook. Can't stand those <laughs> brands, but it is what it is. So that's where you can find me at. Oh, and just as a reminder, it's Cyber Smiley. There's no E in the Smiley. So, well, uh, I am Smiley. Yeah. Yeah, I am Wisdom Triple Zero. I run DataFortress2020.com. Uh, you can, if you're looking for anything Cyberpunk 2020 related, you can find it there. Um, or if not, you can find the links to what you're looking for. Uh, I also hang out on Discord. Well, I lurk on Discord and I lurk on Reddit at the various Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk adjacent sites. Um, I am on Facebook, both at, uh, Data Fortress 2020 group and the Cyberpunk 2020 group. Um, email address is on the site. Uh, as always, if you guys have any, uh, comments, questions, or complaints or, uh, anything like that, please, uh, reach out to us and let us know. We'd love to address whatever it is you feel needs to be addressed. Yep. Um, we, uh, we broadcast on the first and third Wednesdays of every month, uh, here on the cyber nation uncensored, uh, Twitch channel. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you in two weeks. Yep. Most definitely. All right. Ta-ta for now. Good night, folks. Thank you.